Life Audio. You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today I want to talk about a New York Times article that I recently read that, of course, is um, complete propaganda and nonsense. And it has terrible, pernicious effects on society, these kinds of things. But you'll see when I talk, when I explain what this is. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The title of the article, it's about an art exhibition that's happening in Philadelphia. And it says, The Exhibition Making the Case for Art Without Men. So men are bad. So they they we're going to make the case for art without men. We don't need men. Um, and the subtitle is "Loved in Her Day." The French painter Marie Laurencin depicted a dreamy vision of a world of women. What does she have to say to audiences now? The the New York Times loves to do this, and in fact, it's interesting because I've noticed. Um, I don't know why I'm a glutton for punishment, but I read the New York Times every day, and. It's so insidious what they do that anytime there's an article or a feature about something and there's a photo next to it, it's almost always a woman. Even if it's about like a dog park that whatever there's, it's it's just, it's a photo of a woman. There's never, there's rarely a man on, on the cover of the New York times. And if there is a man, it's in a negative light. This is crazy propaganda and, and agenda it's um it's like pravda um the soviet paper so i'm gonna here's what it says about this art exhibition if you want what is commonly accepted as a straight answer to a straight question don't go to marie Laurenson to get it if answers from Laurenson, one of the most notable female painters in interwar france were anything like her work of course they would be straight they wouldn't be straight but they would be coy, queer, covert, and very pretty. So, of course, 
this the writer of this article has to somehow twist this woman's art into a queer situation, a queer uh, paint, queer, like her art was queer. <laughs> These paintings are queer. Um, and so it, it goes on to say this, this show in Philadelphia is the first major solo Lawrenson, this artist, Lawrenson exhibition in the United States in three decades. And the first exhibition of her work to highlight the obvious. Now get this. Lawrenson's art is unavoidably queer and noticeably lacking in men. So again, the New York Times wants to erase men, and that has catastrophic effects on society. Uh, it's not just the New York Times, but they are the main, in my mind, they're the main culprit. Uh, also TV and movies, etc. But the New York Times kind of leads the charge in trying to create this bizarre utopia utopian world of just just women <laughs> i don't really know how that would last very long but um they actually mention it later in the article this utopia it goes on to say marie Lawrenson is of the lipstick lesbian variety like lipstick lesbians um back in the day lipstick lipstick lesbians were lesbians who were pretty and like wore makeup that's what that's what we used to call them um and they and she calls her that she constructs this very soft feminine world that really spoke to viewers at the time this art historian says and if you realize that in her soft way she's constructing a world without men of female harmony there's something pretty rev pretty revolutionary in there as well so she's they're they're interpreting her work as creating a world of female harmony without men again it's like imagine from john lennon this kind of false um this false idea and by the way god created male and female like god god created and i always say this i mean god designed sex to be expressed within the covenant of marriage between one man and one woman and the reason it's not just arbitrary that he does this the reason he does this is because that leads to the most flourishing in society and for human beings anything outside of that leads to destruction leads to pain leads to all kinds of problems anyway yeah so they of course this is attacking heterosexual marriage and heterosexual relationships and heterosexuality in general so and then it goes on to say that this a uh, professor of art history says that lawrenson is a separatist a separatist is when when i think it started in the 70s when women or maybe the 60s when women wanted to just separate from men especially lesbians they wanted to separate from men and she says, this show in Philadelphia emphasizes Lawrenson's vision of a sapphic world without men. And sapphic means basically lesbian because Sappho, I don't know if you remember, Sappho is a 7th century Greek poet who was well known as a symbol of love and desire between women. So so that's, and she lived on the, the island of Lesbos. Um that's why where we get the term lesbian from lesbos so we 
we want this sapphic world without men, according to the New York Times. It says Lawrenson reportedly charged more to paint both men and brunettes. Male faces almost never appear in the hundreds of paintings that she created over the course of her 50-year career. The article goes on to say, when Lawrenson pursued the French tradition of the 18th century pastoral scenes of courtship, flirtation, and romantic intrigue, epitomized by the work of Antoine so-and-so, she excised all the men. This is some writer in the New York Times fantasy of what life should be like in the world. No men. Um, The writer of this article is Maggie Lang. It's just so baffling to me that the New York Times actually, they're not only just reporting on this art exhibition, they're elevating it and celebrating it. That's that's the issue. And it says, Lawrenson made work that appealed to wealthy male buyers who might not interpret women embracing, kissing, and dancing as lesbian activities. And then it says this... This I put LOL next to this. One issue that Lawrenson did have with being taken seriously by, say, feminist art historians in the 90s is that she was so feminine. They just couldn't get it. So these so in the 90s, like Judith Butler, um, those feminists in the 90s didn't like her art because it was too feminine, because the women were too feminine in, in the art. Um <laughs> so yes and then it says after Lawrence's death her work fell into an especially peculiar trap it was dismissed for its femininity and criticized for its supposed lack of feminist sensibility so yes um it, i guess her art wasn't feminist enough even though it was only women in her paintings and the it says the intentional absence of men should speak volumes about her priorities. Like this woman, the writer of this piece knows what her priorities in life were. She says it feels like this incredible utopian world. And so I don't know how a utopian world could exist with only women because they would die out and there would be no reproduction. So the utopia would last, I don't know, a couple generations and then it would be over. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre to me that the New York times tries to push these ideas and agenda basically to create, they want to create this utopian world without God, which is impossible. The only utopia, I always say this, the only utopia that's, that is going to ha- it is going to happen is when Christ returns and he gathers all his saints to himself and we have you know we have resurrected bodies in eternal life that's that's utopia but there's no utopia possible while we're on this current earth and um it's it's impossible because we're sinful we'll be right back after this short break we see, you know, the 20th century is strewn with millions and millions and millions of dead bodies over a pursuit of utopia. So we know that doesn't work, but the New York Times keeps insisting that it does. 
The article goes on to say, to see her from the queer feminine perspective, you see a type of queer feminine gender performance and you start to see what Lawrenson was actually doing. And see, again, this is postmodernism in action. It's going back and deconstructing it and and then putting your own interpretation on it, deconstructing the language, the art, and, and reinventing it to fit a feminist, a queer feminist perspective. And then at the 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 last thing she says, she declined to to do a of a, a portrait of Coco Chanel. She did a portrait of Coco Chanel and Coco Chanel didn't like it because it the she complained that it didn't look enough like her. But Lawrenson had no interest in adhering to straightforward likenesses. She was interested only in creating an entirely new world, which is fine, but it doesn't need to be a lesbian feminist world. The New York Times, this is what people in Hollywood are reading obviously every day they're reading the new york times every day and they're and i a lot of the shows and movies and media are are being driven by by these kinds of pieces in the times and i mean there's no end in sight until jesus returns which i can't wait for we need men we need men in society. We need strong men. We need men who can lead a family, who are godly men. We we need men in this world. And the New York Times, even today, I just read an article that they, there's a suicide rate is up some, I don't know, there, the suicide rate is up in some area of the country. And it's like, gee, I wonder why. I wonder why that is the case. And I always say this because this kind of ideology, this kind of anti-God ideology breaks down the family, breaks down society, breaks down people's mental health, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is not just an innocent article in the New York Times. This is This leads to all manner of societal ills. It's not healthy. This is very unhealthy. And we need men in society. We need men to lead the family. We need men for a multitude of things. And so this idea of uh, a world without men is absolutely absurd. So I just, anyway, I just saw this the, the other day. I read this article and I thought I need to talk about this because it's just too crazy. So thank you guys for watching and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of the Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Thank you to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find more faith-centered podcasts about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcasts. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind 
wherever you get your podcasts.